There you are. You're ready. We're going to jump right in. What's happened is what I just told you. All kinds of things are starting to take place because the group of people welcomed the Lord and they waited. And when you do that, we know that's the direct recipe for people to come to where God is and to his house. Welcome, wait, and they show up. Jairus was on the scene. He was trying to get to the Lord because his daughter of 12 years of age had died. But in the process of Jesus going, he was thronged or suffocated by the crowd. And this lady that had an issue of blood for 12 years had reached out to touch him and she thought she would go undiscovered and unnoticed. But she didn't because Jesus perceived not her physical touch, but he perceived her faith touch and power came out of him he said those words he said power came out of me and so he said your faith has made you whole and the woman was excited and she was exuberant and she rejoiced and she went off shouting and about that time there was a servant from the house of Jairus that ran and came up to Jairus and says please do not Trouble the master. Don't trouble the master because your daughter is already dead. But Jesus heard it. He says, don't you worry about that. Only believe and she will be all right. This is verse 49 through 55, I believe. And so Jesus and the crowd started going to the man Jairus' house. And the Bible says while he was still speaking, that all this took place and then he said we're at the house and he didn't permit anybody to go into the house but Peter, James and John and the parents of the little girl Jairus and his wife why would Jesus do that? because listen church Jesus only responds to pure faith. There cannot be doubt in your life. You're going to see this in a minute. There can't be doubt in your heart. There cannot be doubt in a church service if you want to see just how much God can move. Go back when you get home and read chapter 8 and what, the, what was the requirement there. They all had to be in one mind, one accord. That accord was faith. They had to be there. And so Jesus saw them there and he said, The child is not dead, but she's only sleeping. And man, it's like you saying your worst enemy in the world can be. People would laugh you to scorn. And they started laughing. And so Jesus just ran all of them out of the room. He says, This is too big. This is too big. See, before... The people ran Jesus out of town when he did something big. And that was fine because he had to get around the multitude of faith. So now he's in a situation where they're laughing and he's got to run them out But because he, he can only operate at a miraculous level where there is 100% unity and belief and faith. And that's where he is. He's in this room. And this little girl's here. And the Bible goes on to tell us that Jesus just said these words after he had ran everyone out of the house. He, he said these words right here. He said, Talitha Kuma, or 
little girl, arise. And the Bible tells us that 12-year-old girl, she got up out of that bed. Jesus took her by the hand and presented her to the parents and says, Here, you got to give her something to eat. And she was able to, to grow and have a regular, normal life. Now, I want you to listen to me. And I want everybody to look because God has laid something on my heart for you. We're good upstairs now, guys. God has laid something on my heart for you to hopefully be able to see and get a hold of. And so I, I, I want to just to tell you this. We can welcome God. We can worship God. But you have got to understand the day and the age you are living in. Your faith is being attacked at every level. It's being attacked. Children are starting back to school. We even know locally some things going on in the school system. And, uh, and you know what Christians even say? That, well, there's no harm in that. We, we've said that ever since they took prayer out of school. There's no harm in that. And look at where we are. And you don't understand, when you are not focused on your faith, Satan is trying his best to destroy your faith. So I'm saying when we are not paying attention, he's fully devoted to attacking your faith. He's fully devoted to depressing you so you don't exercise your faith. He's doing all he can to humiliate and make you question your faith. And he's also trying to get you to do things that will dampen your faith or prevent you from sharing your faith. And that's all that I'm going to talk to you about for just a minute. But I want to show you how critical it is to watch how you're walking now because we can have great church services, wonderful life groups, great men and ladies meetings. We can do all these things. But it still goes back to my personal walk with the Lord and what I do on a daily basis, how I feed my soul. And so I, I want to just share a, a, an idea uh, that God had given me. And it, God really doesn't give me uh, like a lot of ideas, ideas what God does. Uh, and I don't know a better way to say it, but God gives me like ultimatums. And so, I, I, I want to give you kind of a, an idea of, of what it might look like when a person gives their heart to the Lord. Now, we had to, we had to kind of be very peculiar with this prop. And I, 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 didn't mean, I didn't mean to get right here, but I'm going to have to get right here because this is where the light is. Well, no, it ain't. Y'all just see it walk over there? And this is where I wanted to go. When you got good people upstairs, you can do it the right way. Amen? Give them good people upstairs and behind me a great big hand. Now, I want you to listen to me. Not me, but what I'm about to share with you. When, when you are saved, all right? When you are saved, we call that salvation. 
But that's also the Spirit of God coming into your life. Two spirits in this world, an evil spirit and a Holy Spirit. You are only controlled by either one of those spirits. There's not like a mediocre, well, I'm not really heavy in the church, but I'm also not like atheist. There, there's not a mediocre spirit. There's an evil spirit. There's a Holy Spirit. When, when you are saved, your soul is what Jesus died to save. This is why he says, in this life you'll have tribulation. So he puts that out there. It's not going to sneak up on you. In this life you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And the reason he could say that, because he knew that he overcame the world. And the very same power that raised Christ up from the dead now lives in us. So it didn't matter what happened to our flesh. He came to save our soul, praise God. And he did that because... He, he, he knew that sin, and I'll tell you, sin is poison. It's poison. It's, it's spiritual poison that can not only affect you in many ways, it can kill you because sin is destruction. Prove it to me. Look at Romans. For the wages of sin, you say it. Wages of sin. So it not only affects me while I am living, but sin also ultimately will land me in hell one day. And, and Jesus knew this. And the worst thing in the world sin can do other than eternally sentencing you to hell, sin can do this right here. Sin can separate you from God. That was the worst thing that happened to Adam and Eve. Not that they had to start making their own clothes. Not that they had to uh, start producing their own crops. Not that she would have uh, birth pains and, you know, child labor pain. All that sounds bad and men hate it and ladies hate it and all that. But the worst thing was that that sin, what used to be a crystal clear relationship is now a poisonous thing and poison separates you from God because God went to great lengths to get you something that's cool and soothing and pure and satisfying called His Spirit through the suffering of His Son and so He will not have no part of sin, church. No part whatsoever. So you know what Jesus did when you called on the Lord so you could be saved? He says, and I don't have a problem doing this today. A lot of people would try to do something, but I love you enough. And so uh, you're going to have to pick me up on the spotlight because this is where I'm going. I'm going over here, and I'm going to show you what Jesus does because he absolutely understands there is no way I can die on a cross and suffer what I suffer and allow my children, my creation, to still walk around and have poison contaminate them and kill, steal, and destroy. Sound familiar? So this is what he does. He goes, and the Bible tells us, he washes our sin away, and he wipes out. Let me back in one. Wanda, I still want to get in. Thank you. 
So this is what it looks like. He washes me white as snow, empty, clear. Because, see, God's got great plans for you. He's got great plans. He would not have said, behold, I go away, but I'm going to send you the comforter, so I'm going to give you the resources you need. And he went, and, and he just made it very exciting for us. He says, the things you see and do, you're going to see greater things than these. He said, and you're not only just going to live a normal life, you're going to live an abundant life. And he means that in every way you can think he means that. And he does all that to keep it clean and clear because nobody in here, if you go home, if you go out to eat, when you leave this church, not a one of you, if you go to a restaurant, if the waitress came by or, 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 or somebody that just don't like you, he says, look, just to, for us to get even, I'm just going to put this little ounce of, Strychnine in your tea. Is that all right? Well, it's only an ounce. Man, look, you would get special exposure. You would be the Larnberg version of Jerry Springer. It would be on, and you know it would be on. You wouldn't let it happen to you. You sure wouldn't let it happen to your children. Why wouldn't you do that? Because you know that it is dangerous, and it's deadly, and it's... Very, very deadly to your organs, things you depend on. It's very, very deadly to your uh, blood system. So, no, Opie, what about a half an ounce? How many of you would let somebody put a, a half an ounce of poison in you? And you're thinking, well, you're, you're being funny, Opie. You're being ridiculous. No, I'm not. So this is what Jesus, Jesus knows for a fact that when he... When he comes into your life, this is what he wants to do. He wants to give you uh, a brand new start. He also wants to give you the opportunity to, to do what he does. So the Bible tells us in the book of uh, Luke, I believe. Let me turn that around right there. Chapter, John chapter 7, verse 38. He said, he who believes in me as the scripture has said. Now, that word believe is faith, remember. He said, he who believes in me as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And so the Lord sees that you've accepted him into your heart. It's clean and you are on fire for the Lord. And Satan knows that you are no longer part of his kingdom. And, and this, is, this is what it looks like. You were sharing your faith. And you were excited about going to heaven. You're excited about you have a purpose for your life on this earth. And God is letting his light shine through you because you're letting your light shine. You are salt even in a non-believer environment. And then all of a sudden, we get to a place where we've, we've been walking in the Lord for a while. And, and, and then we, we remember some old things that we kind of used to enjoy. And we've listened to enough people on TV and enough preachers and enough people that go to other churches where, well, they don't believe that at my church. You need to come to my church. 
We listen to all that. And all of a sudden, we, we start noticing, well, I don't feel good. It, uh, 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 you know, when I used to praise the Lord, make a joyful noise, man, there was joy in my heart even when I was running a fever and sick. And, and then uh, we, we used to, we used to uh, pray for people and God would heal them. We would see things change. We, we would get up in the morning. We would start our day off with praising the Lord. And, and so uh, now what was designed for my life once, and, and what Jesus died to do away with in my life I have entertained it again, and I'm there. I'm there, and, and, and now it's not clear, and I don't have crystal clear water flowing out of my belly now. Now I've got this toxic stuff. It's affected my attitude. Sound familiar? Uh, let me go back to AT&T. It's affected my tone, how I talk. It's affected my tongue, what I talk about. And in fact, it affects me every day of my life. All because I've let poison. And you see, you might still be alive living in this earth, church. But see what the poison has done? It's attacked your spiritual vernacular. It's got a hold of you. And now you really don't sound like a, a, a rivers of living water person anymore. In fact, you make people sick when you get around them. And it's simple and easy to understand, but the devil don't want you to understand. As a matter of fact, this is what, this is what he does. When, when we neglect, he says, well, they don't mind, they don't, they don't mind that. I, I got them to drink. I got them to cuss. I got them to start, uh, you know, doing things or looking in the wrong direction. So I'll just give them some more. They like it. I mean, they don't... They, they don't care, and, and, and somebody might say, well, you know, you talk about this at, at, at school or work or home, and somebody might say, well, yeah, but, but God's grace is greater than sin. Yeah, you're exactly right. But you know what all Paul, all old Paul told us? Paul said, you know, you, you, I don't ever want to be guilty of frustrating the grace of God. I, I don't never want to get to a place where I abuse the grace of God. Or I just, I just treat God like he's a common person. Or the work that he did at Calvary to redeem me, to buy me. to I, I don't want to treat God like that. But, but we, we do that if we're not careful. If we don't guard ourselves. And God says, this is what you have to do. If you really love me, if you want things to change. Sin's always going to be in the world, church. Always going to be in the world. But there comes a time in your walk, don't care how long you've been walking or how long you have not been a believer. There comes a time when you got to realize it's not up to God, it's not up to Jesus, it's not up to the Holy Ghost, it's not up to your spouse or parents or boyfriend or girlfriend or even your pastor. It's up to us to make sure we turn that knob off because Satan is always roaring He's always seeking whom he may devour. He's always looking for somebody that's got the valve wide open and they don't really care about their walk. They don't care about their testimony anymore. But I'm going to tell you, that is not God's plan for you. That is not what God designed you to do and God designed you to be. He didn't design you to walk around here affected by poison, just a little bit of poison or even a whole lot of poison. God designed every one of you, every one of you up here on this stage, anybody watching, 
watching or listening, at some point, he designed you to fulfill the call of God. That's why he made you. That's why he created you. You don't know my story, Opie. I don't have to know your story. God knows your story, and he orders our steps. He knows what we deal with. He knows what we face and what we go through, and that's why he says, my grace really is sufficient. And when you cut the valve off, you'll see him doing a great thing in your life again. You'll see the Spirit of God coming into you, flowing, and all of a sudden people say, yeah, that's the God I used to know in you. That's the, that's the thing that I used to hear come out of your mouth. That's the things you used to do. And see, now, now you are a life-giving source again. You, you're not somebody, and the Lord says, well, look, they came in welcoming waiting me today. Everybody else kind of forgot about that, but not them. They praised me through the storm. They didn't let what happened in their life this week. God says, I'm just going to I'm just going to flow through them. And when he flows through us, he can flow to this hurting world. And great and mighty things can happen. And I don't want to leave you out. A lot of you say, well, I'm just a little old teenager. I'm just somebody. That's an old school term, by the way. I'm just a student. I'm still in school. I'm just a child. See, uh, God don't have it. Yes, he does, too. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. God can use you right now. I just talked about Mary on the last night of crusade. Talked about Joseph another night, 17-year-old. And I want you to understand this before you walk out of this church today. And if you are open and if you are available, as long as you are open to God and you will give yourself to God, get you a stack of cards, you pray for this lost county, you ride around to this, this lost county every day of your life. And as long as you do that, church, I want you to know this. That God is going to use you. He never runs out of filling you with his spirit. Making his spirit brand new in your life. But we've got to get to a place where we hate sin. It doesn't do anything for us anymore. In fact, it's really repulsive. And we deny it in every form, in every fashion. And that's the way God's people get God's work done. When we turn the valve sin off. So I want to ask you something before we pray. Is it worthwhile? You think it's pretty, but it's poison. You think it's proper. I'm going to do this as long as I can. You think it's proper, but it's poison. You think it's profitable. Better watch out. It's poison. Anything in your life, and I mean anything, hallelujah, that can come in between you and being sold out for Jesus Christ. It may not get you up the street today, but it's going to affect the organ. It's, it's going to affect because you were designed by God and the power of the Holy Ghost to only have crystal clear spirit of God flowing in your veins once he dumps the sin out of you. And nothing else. There's no room for compromise. I don't care how innocent things seem. There is, we, we are, the Bible says, we are literally fools for Christ's sake. We are. The world looks down on us as ignorant, as bigoted, as unlearned people, as people that just have hidden agendas. And I'm going to tell you something. All of that is from hell just, just to try to affect your faith. But I got news for those of you 
that are ready once and for all and you don't care what it costs you. You're going to turn that valve off. Listen to what God said he's going to do. He's going to show you great and mighty things that you know not of. But you've got to say, God, today is my day of reckoning with myself. I'm no longer going to do it. I don't care if it's not really wrong. I still feel convicted about it. You know, Paul said, everything ain't wrong for me, but there's a lot of things I don't do because I don't want it to distract people. I don't want it to draw attention, and I don't want it to cause my brother or sister in the Lord to stumble. And that's what we have to do. Everything you do, it matters. Every decision you make, it matters. And what God wants to do in your life, it really matters. The way you are right now is not the way you have to finish your course. The way you are, what's going on, you do not have to be a deadbeat going into heaven one day. Well, be that's kind of cold. No, it's not. It's, it's real. It's what's been shredding me to death in my own life here lately. I had to come clean back there in the dressing room. Something I've been struggling with. Y'all still forgive me, right? Okay, praise God. I didn't want them to backslide too on account of me. It happens all the time, don't it? But somebody might do it for free as service to God because you realize it's the Word of God and it ain't honky-tonk going out over the mic. Listen, God is about to do something in this, in this community. I'm not saying this is the only church he's going to use, but there's no doubt in this preacher's mind he's going to use this church. This is an Esther thing. If I've ever seen it, it's an Esther thing. For such a time as this, there's many times it would be more convenient, and I just, I don't know, Tyler, I just stepped off into the something zone. But there, there's many times in my daily routine of coming to church or going home, it would be more convenient for me to go down uh, X-Way Road that way. But God will say, no, I want you to ride by the high school and pray over those children in there. And I do it. There's sometimes he asks me to ride by your house. You don't know it. You don't know where I live. You don't know what I know. And I'm telling you, God's doing something. He's doing something in people's lives. He's doing something in this church. But it ain't for our gain, and it's not for our glory. It's for His glory, and because He did send His Son to wash away sins, He wants as many saved as we can possibly get saved. Jesus did not die so 200 people in Scotland County could be saved. He died so everybody could be saved. And so the quicker I do something with the poison valve, 
the better off I am. We did this, and I'm, this is the second part. I want you to close your eyes again. And I want to welcome and wait on God again. He told me to do it before I preached and after I preached. So this is what we're going to do. God in heaven, I worship you in this place. God in heaven, don't, don't, don't let me do this by myself today. I need people doing it too. God, I pray that in the name of Jesus, you would be exalted and glorified. God, you've been good to me. I'm breathing on my own, Lord. I'm walking on my own accord. You've taken care of me. You've fed me and clothed me and my family, Lord. You've taken care of this church. God, you, you've kept your hand on the people of this church. You are worthy to be praised. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are Jehovah Rapha. Hallelujah. Yes, you are. You are Jehovah Sidganu. God, you are my people. Peace. You are Lord God. You are Adonai. Yes, you are. God, and I give you praise. You are Lord God Almighty. And I worship you and I welcome you, Lord. I do. I welcome you, Lord. I don't know what you want to do right now, but I welcome you and I'll wait, God. Whatever you want to do, you may be saving somebody right now that's calling on you. You may be healing somebody. You may be putting love back in a very, very hurtful heart right now. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you understand, oh Lord, we just welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you, Lord. The word has gone forth. Now do what you want to do, God. Do what you want to do in the lives of every believer here, God, every person. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that we would not entertain the thought of letting one ounce of sin get in our life, Lord. We don't want to, God. We don't want to stop the pure flow coming out of us, God. And it's not about my opinion or what I think or what I feel is right or wrong. It's about what your word says and not a thing else. So, God, in the name of Jesus, I just want you to know that we welcome you today into this place. We welcome you. In fact, I wasn't planning on doing this, but I want every welcomer in the house. I just want you to make your way at this altar right now. He's too, he's too important for me just to keep you captured at that chair. He's too, he's too holy for me just to have you to stand there and not be able to move. He said, God is not the God of the dead but the living, and I'm sorry for keeping you captured right there. God's always moving. Father, we do. We come and consecrate ourselves at this altar. God, we just tell you right now in the name of Jesus that we are privileged to be able to have a Bible, Lord. We are privileged to be able even to know the name of Jesus. God, and I'm asking you, oh Lord, I'm asking you to help me to see today that it's this vessel you are wanting to fill and you are wanting to spill over in and out and through into this hurting, hurting world, oh God. If you're not a believer, people are worshiping God and praying to God. I, I, I really ask you to come to this altar right now. Because God's, God's got something in store for you that's been hidden. It hadn't been revealed to you. But all you got to do is make yourself ready. Make yourself ready. And it's so easy if you are watching. All, all you have to do is say, Lord, that poison has been killing me. 
That's where my mouth has come from. My attitude has come from. God, that's why I've been making so many bad choices. In this. It's that poison. So God, in the name of Jesus, just forgive me. Forgive me, O oh Lord. The Bible says if you pray that, the Lord will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You walk down here, I'll pray with you. Others will pray with you. We got some material that'll help you get started on a brand new, exciting life that you didn't even know existed. God, I love you. I give you all the praise today. Father, I just worship you because of the things you are doing in every person's life that's here. God, people may say, well, I, 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 he's not doing anything in my life. Yes, they are, because God, you wouldn't have had them here today to hear what you wanted to tell them if, if this were not for them. And you sent your son that whosoever would believe would not die and perish, but have everlasting life. God, I give you praise. Do what you want to do. I pray, Lord, that you are raising up leaders, you are raising up servants, you are raising up people, God, that understand, hey, I've got to use the, the, the ability, the knowledge, the resource God has given me so we can do something about this, so we can get it done, so we can make sure that at least we don't tell somebody about Jesus. God, we can't, as I said this morning, share with it. God, we can't be responsible for results, but we certainly can be responsible and held accountable. Did we reach out to them? Did we show them the love of you, oh God? So God, today, help us to have that spirit of courage, Lord. And, and then, Lord, there you are, where people are doing good. We're sharing ourselves with other people. There you are, God. You were there. You're not with greedy people, Lord, that just kind of just stay to themselves and never do anything. God, and I've been so guilty of that so because everything is good and it's working and I hadn't really cared about other people. So, God, I repent of all that, and I want to be about your business.